Yes, your grace. I should like to go over the menu for this afternoon's luncheon. Was Miss Fizzledrig able to procure all the necessary provisions? Yes, your grace. Luncheon shall begin with a savoury amuse-bouche of crawly critter croquettes followed by a chilled tunnel mushroom bisque. The main course shall consist of braised French-cut rack of nutria with Colgate spearmint jelly served over a refreshing algae salad. Luncheon will conclude with a lovely palate-cleansing emulsified skittle sorbet. Thank you, Cocklebottom. That will serve nicely. I should like to cheer up our poor hyacinth. And there is simply no restorative more re-edifying than a splash of haute cuisine. Ah, that will be Lady Hyacinth now. Do show her in, Cocklebottom. I shall receive her here in the drawing room and we shall take tea before you ring the gong for lunch. Your grace. Your ladyship, please step through the turnstile. Her grace awaits within. I thank you, Cocklebottom. My dear Hyacinth, how do you do? I'm very well, Your Grace. And how do you fare? Indefatigably as ever. Still reeling, of course, from that ghastly news that came out of the cotillion. Oh, I know. To think, Tunianists. It's positively abysmal to consider all those poor young women who've lost their chance to debut. Lady World Trade Centre is beside herself over the ordeal. I fear she is too distraught to consider extending the season. Then those poor girls will need to wait another year before receiving suitors. Oh, there is no great tragedy in that, darling girl. For a lady, the trick to a blissful life is in extending one's maidenhood to the very precipice of impropriety, then taking a well-heeled husband at the lost moment before falling into the unseemly status of spinster. Would you care for a cup of tea? If it wouldn't be a bother. Not at all. Cucklebottom! Two lumps, if you'd be so kind. Your ladyship. No, I take no sugar at all anymore. I find in my advancing years I fancy my tea as I fancy my repartee. Completely devoid of anything approaching the saccharine. (laughs) That will be all, Cucklebottom. Cucklebottom is such a sterling butler. So exacting. Quite so. I fear I shall... Be in the market for a new butler. I am sorry to hear it. Finding good help is harder and, I dare say, more important than finding a good husband. In a proper household, one spends far more time with the servants. Oh, 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 oh. oh dear, I fear we've taken a turn toward the maudlin. Oh, I'm ever so sorry, Your Grace. I'm doing my best to keep my chin up, you know, but you, you mentioned... Husbands and... (laughs) Oh, yes, of course. How indelicate of me. Perhaps we should graduate to a doughtier draught than Earl Graham. Darcy's absence has now extended past the point at which I can rationalise his truancy. The first day was easy enough, telling myself that he'd probably availed himself of too much drink, as young bachelors are wont to do. Libation is not solely the province of young bachelors. With the wisdom of age, one recognises that wisdom is an entirely overrated phenomenon that should be dulled as often and as thoroughly as possible. To that end, Cocklebottom, is there any brandy decanted? I think her ladyship and I could do with a nip. I'm... I'm not sure, Your Grace. 
It's terribly early. Two glasses, Cocklebottom. Your grace. Well, I suppose it would be indecorous to deny the wishes of my hostess. Indeed. I outrank you in both age and title, though the latter need not always be so. I've heard the Grand Duke of Grand Street broke off his engagement with the Countess of Cortland. Did he discover she'd stained her honour with his footman in the cloakroom at last season's Bowery Ball? Oh dear, was it a footman? I had heard it was his grace's valet. A footman is at once less befitting and more becoming. At any rate, it leaves the Grand Duke quite eligible to the wiles of a more discerning maiden. I do appreciate the intent behind your grace's intimation. But to speak quite plainly, I am quite heartbroken. Oh, how mawkish. I'm not prepared to think about pursuing another man whilst I don't even know the fate of the one to whom I was promised. Whatever should I do? Drink your brandy, dear. That's it? Just imbibe? Darling girl, my grandson fancies himself a defiant outcast to the strictures of our society. He is misguided in this opinion. No, that wherever he has fled to, there he will learn what it is to be a true misfit. Where is the consolation in that, Your Grace? In knowing that he too will be unhappy. Despite jilting you and presumably pursuing some ill-conceived notion of liberty, Darcy will tend toward melancholy, however far this desertion may deliver him. But that's rather worse. That doesn't console me at all. Give it time, dear. Give it time. Oh, that will be luncheon. Shall we go through? Let's. And let us speak no further of Lord Darcy. I wouldn't dream of it. Whatever he is doing in his self-imposed exile, I promise it won't hold a candle to this luncheon menu I've concocted. As these aristocrats of the world below sat down to a pleasant luncheon, Lady Hyacinth's wayward betrothed was preparing to embark on an adventure into yet another forbidden frontier, the hardened state.